0: Hey guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report, the first podcast to bring you the local fishing report for Alabama's great lakes and rivers, presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. If you hunt or fish Alabama or in the Deep South, you know that it's different down here. Spawning seasons, patterns, food sources, they ain't the same down here as in other parts of the country. At Great Days Outdoors Magazine, Southern Outdoors writers pick the brains of the best Southern hunters and anglers and give you the best how-to, where-to, and when-to articles, along with so much, much more. Pick up a Great Days Outdoors magazine subscription and become a better Southern outdoorsman. Great Days Outdoors magazine can be found at your local Barnes and Nobles, Books a Million, Tractor Supply Company, Rule King, Bass Pro Shops, or you can save and buy online at greatdaysoutdoors.com. I'm your host, Brian Sin. Welcome, guys. Glad to be on here. I'm looking forward to this segment today because I have a feeling it's been ugly. The weather has been less than optimal, let's put it that way, but I'm looking forward to the show, and uh, man, hope you guys are, are all doing well and staying safe out there. So let's get started. So to kick it off this week, guys, let's head up to Lake Gunnerville with Captain Alex Davis. Alex, how you doing, man? Doing good. Doing good. Good, buddy. So I know you've been, uh, I know you've kind of been all over lately, been down in uh, Okeechobee and, and how'd things go down there?
1: Well, it wasn't the best of things. I learned a lot from it. I can say that. I think I was. In practice, it seemed like that was the best place on the lake, and we have an off day from practice to the tournament, and something happened from the last afternoon of practice to the first day of the tournament with that off day. Like I think there was a bunch of fish on bed, and they absolutely vanished. They don't do that on the Tennessee River, but they obviously do that at Okeechobee.
0: I bet that's a very difficult lake to fish, and and kind of what I've heard other people that I've talked to about fishing it is You've got all this mass, giant body of water, but it doesn't fish that way. And I don't know if the way they were saying it is accurate or not, but they're like, you know, usually when you find fish, it's like all the fishermen are in one spot or kind pretty of concentrated.
1: Mu- yep. That's pretty much how that place is. It's it's very strange. It's one of the biggest bodies water you'll ever be on in your entire life. And you'll probably never fish around the that many boats in your entire life it's it's really strange how it works it's i swear the fish you can fish for four miles by yourself not a boat around and you'll never get a bite and then the water just might clear up an area and all of a sudden it's like every fish in the lake want to be in one spot it's kind of of strange that is strange man that's very very different than
0: gunnersville that's for sure well let's talk about gunnersville man i know that y'all got a little cold weather up there Cold is one way of putting it. It is pretty much downright miserable. Oh man, it made you feel like you were back in the old days growing up up north, doesn't it?: I felt like I was more of ice fishing than I actually was. You know, <laughs> normal. Yeah, I started to rename the podcast for the day instead of the freshwater fishing report, the Alabama Ice water fishing report.:
1: I think about six years ago it got this cold, but I haven't seen it this cold in about six years. Especially f- mid February. That's crazy. Yeah, we kind of expect it in January, but we're getting more near the end of February and it's like this. But I'd say this will probably be our last little bit of cold and we'll get back normal.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think so. Well, man, what does it do to the fish when something, I mean, you went today,
1: right? Yeah, I did. I went for a few hours, had a a trip just for a few hour trip.
0: I mean, how do you even approach it? I mean, because it's so different than it was last time you fished it as far as with the cold water and the temperatures dropping. So when you head to the lake this
1: morning, I mean, what are you thinking? Really, the only thing you can honestly do is just slow down, which it's really hard because I fish a jerkbait really slow. And it's hard because you just feel like you're not covering any water with it. Like you pretty much have to have confidence that fish are living there and you just have to fish slow through an area versus picking up a chatterbait or a shell run crankbait or a square bill and just thinking, oh, or a rattle trap and just think, oh, I'm going to cover a bunch of water. When it's this cold, I mean, I'm all about fish react when it's cold, but the water when we put the boat in was like 41.7. And there's just not that much reacting when it's this cold. They're pretty lethargic.
0: Yeah, especially our fish—they're not used to that.
1: Kind of like me, gets no, like yeah, that. I'll stay in the house. We're about as used to it as they are. Yeah. How
0: was the fishing? I mean, were you still able to catch some fish?
1: Uh, we caught a few. The first one we caught was a four pounder. That was the biggest one of the day. You kind of don't expect a lot of bites, right? As bad as probably probably say, you just you just don't get a lot of bites.
0: You just don't get a lot of bites, but. The beautiful thing is, is that we are in the state of Alabama. And if you don't like the weather one day, you don't have to wait long and it'll change usually. So things should be warming back up. At what water, you know, like you were talking about at 41 today, this morning and the fish being lethargic. At what temperature do you like to see it getting to, to get the fish back active?
1: To me, 47, 48. That's really, you get that 47, 48. I think that's, I think personally that's when like uh, there's a wave of fish that actually moves up. When you hit that water temperature, I think that's when the first wave moves up. And I'm not going to say moves up like going shallow, but I think it brings a lot of them fish that's in that really deep water that as fishermen I don't even think we probe much on Gunnersville. I think it brings those fish into the first line of grass that they can get to. Coming into creeks or out on the main river, I think that's they first move up. It's about 47, 48 kind of getting ready, like pre-spawn, like getting ready to move up into
0: the shallow. And now that's when you'll more pick up, like a chatter chatterbait or more of a reaction
1: bait. Yeah, I mean, they'll still bite a, a jerk bait, but it seems like you, you can just fish bigger baits, fish swim baits more, you can cover a lot of water. It seems like you can find them quicker because you can cover water. Of course, when you find them, slow down, put the brakes on. But it doesn't seem like on a day like today where you're just thinking, oh my goodness, they're hardly biting at all. I'm going to have to really slow down. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can imagine. Pretty brutal
0: morning, man. So, uh, kudos to you for for getting out there and fishing. I bet there wasn't a whole
1: lot of pressure
0: on the lake this morning.
1: Well, actually, there is a Costa Series, or it's actually a Toyota Series now. So, there was 200 and I think 245 boats in the tournament. We didn't see that many. I think a lot of the boats are fishing up north. We saw probably five boats on the lower end. So we didn't see many boats at all. We kind of, I got to go fish where I want to and never really saw anybody, but I i, I suspect the, the northern end of the lake was probably pretty busy. Yeah. Is that a a multi-day tournament? It's actually a three-day tournament. So today and tomorrow is the full field and then it'll be Friday, it'll be the top 10 day. Okay. Awesome. Good deal.
0: Well, maybe it'll at least warm back up just a little bit. I know I think we're supposed to get up to 48 tomorrow. So that'll at least be more comfortable on the fishermen. <laughs> I don't know what it'll do for the fish.
1: I would say it'll probably pick up. We just need warmer weather. I mean, that's just what we're kind of lacking at this point.
0: Right. So will that kind of be your approach going into the tournament again in the morning? Is just to kind of slow everything down and
1: I'm not. I'm that, that was just a guide trip I had today. I'm not gonna. I tried. Oh, I okay. Try not to You're fish. not in the tournament. Okay. Yeah, I try not to fish when these tournaments are going on like this. Just because I don't want to be in anybody's way, so that's kind of we stayed on the lower end of the lake. I kind of felt like they wouldn't get as much pressures up the river, so right. I won't be going. And I won't be I won't be going until it's actually over with. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: and maybe then you'll have some warmer weather, so you'll be in good shape. <laughs> when do you expect? I mean, normal year to year. I mean, when do you kind of start? really getting excited about what the fish are fixing to start doing as far as them moving up. I mean, is it like March, late February, early March, they start moving up
1: Yeah, late, late February, early March. That's when it kind of like it kicks in. I just like, it's really hard because you know, people want to go in the winter and I'm willing to go on guide trips. If someone wants to go, I'll take them. But this time of year, like January, February, it's, your numbers of bites aren't really a lot. So It just makes for kind of like slow fishing, more of learning than anything, wintertime stuff. So I really, that probably, there's a tree in my mom and dad's yard actually. And when this thing buds, it, it buds these great big white flowers, hundreds of them. And when that thing happens, the lake will all of a sudden, and I don't know how, I guess it's something to do with mother nature, but when that tree buds, the lake all of a sudden kicks in high gear. Like, all winter will be slow and be like, man, fishing sucks. I can't believe this. And then that tree will just start budding. And when it does, it's like, oh, man, fishing has got good all of a sudden. So when I kind of base it off of whenever that tree starts budding is when I kind of get giddy. And I think I've seen like one try to happen and then this cold snap happens. So I'd say by the end of next week, I'll start getting pretty happy.
0: Hey, that's kind of how us turkey hunters do with the dogwood trees. As soon as those dogwood trees start blo- blooming, we know the turkeys are gobbling. It's time to go. Yeah. yeah, that's great. That's good stuff, man. Well, f- for the, and I think I already know probably more than likely what it's going to be, but for a tip of the day on Gunnersville, what would your tip of the day be? And that can be for not just the cold like it is now. So it's unusual, but just more of like normal this time of year, even slow
1: down. That's, I mean, that's the number one winter time fishing. You just have to slow down. You can't think I need to bounce here, bounce there. I'm going to go over here, put my troll motor on six and go down through here real quick. I and mean, then just really, you almost have to know a fish is living where you're fishing and make it work. That's kind of the. That's, that's just kind of what you have to do. I don't I don't I think that's the best way, is just really have confidence in where you're at and what you're doing and just slow down and stay with it. Slow down, stay with it. Yep. That's
0: good. Well, this week's Tennessee River tip of the day is brought to you by SunSouth from outdoors equipment, parts, service, accessories. SunSouth has you covered. Own the best for less. Visit sunsouth or sunsouth.com for quality John Deere equipment. SunSouth for those that do. Thank you for that, Alex. If somebody wants to get in touch with you, man, how do they need to contact you?
1: You can get on my website, which is uh, spinnerbaitkid.com, or you can send me an email at spinnerbaitkid at gmail.com, or you can call or text at 256-298-1178. My cell phone, I got it on me all the time. So book your trip there, send me an email, give them a website, whatever you need to do.
0: Awesome stuff. Y'all give Alex a call. I promise you, you're going to learn a lot about fishing when you get in the boat with him and you're going to catch fish too. So Alex, thank you, man. We appreciate it. Look forward to next time. Thank you, sir. All right, man. Take care. All right. Another great segment by Alex. We always appreciate him getting on. And uh, man, I'm going to tell you, he's a he's a brave soul getting out there this morning in North Alabama in those temperatures. he's a, He's a tougher man than me for sure. So, uh, not that it's not cold where we're going next, but at least we move moving south, so maybe it wasn't quite as bad. We've got a brand-new caller in today, really excited about having this young man on our show. Uh, Jake Maddox, what's going on, my friend? Not much, man. How are you? I'm doing good. You know, I always love being able to introduce somebody on here and say, this is a War Eagle guy, Auburn yes, Fishing. Sir. Yes, sir. Guy. War Eagle absolutely man people that listen on here know that that's close to my heart since i used to play a little baseball there but hey man excited to have you on brother appreciate your time and uh so Let's start off, man. We're going to kind of do this thing a little different today because we got a unique situation where you've been fishing several days over in the Eufaula area. So you can bring us a really good report from there. But then, as I understand it, your home lake is what you consider your home lake is Lake Martin, right? Yes, sir. Lake Martin is my home lake. Good deal, man. We'll, we'll look forward to hearing about both these bodies of water and. And uh kind of what the fish you're doing and what your approach was. So let's let's start off at you Fala. So y'all were fishing, y'all had a tournament?
2: Yes, yeah, sir. We had the uh the BFL. We just had a couple other like smaller tournaments that we fished. Um uh, my brother fished a I forgot the name of the tournament. It was it was a pretty big tournament, and then my other best friend Rob Crewberry, he's from Montreal, Canada, he came down to fish for Auburn University. So we got a lot of guys from all over. But anyways, they uh they actually won two weekends in a row. Rob won the uh, ABA so, uh, this past weekend on Eufaula. I think he had right at 23 pounds or right under 24 pounds. And then the weekend before they had right under 25. So a lot of big bags are being caught right now down there. We had some warm weather earlier this month or late January, and it had a lot of those fish pulled up and they were ready to, uh, you know, get ready to do their spawning deal. Eufaula is, you know, your first – Further enough down south, where you get a lot of that uh, early spawning action. And with all this cold weather, it just really knocked things back. And I think uh, in the next couple of weeks, you follow is about to really get on fire. And as we have the first wave of spawners really pull up. The Man. target that, I've been really just using – yes, sir.
0: Yeah, I, I was just going to interrupt you real quick and go back to something. Now, you said this guy that's on the Auburn fishing team that just won this tournament and you follow – he's from Canada.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: I would just think that the fishing here would have to be a lot different than it was real Canada. Different. How big, yes, I mean, sir. so yeah. how long he's, has this guy been? Has he been here a couple of years as far yes, as fishing? Yes,
2: sir. He's the same years as I am. We're, uh, we're both juniors at Auburn. He just spends a lot of time on the water. Like, he loves it as much as any of us, any of the other guys do. And he grinds, man. He's a really good angler, and he's really passionate about it, and he works hard. And, that's something we kind of pride ourselves with all Auburn fishing team is we really just stick our heads down and we fish. And if, you know, we figure it out on our own and make mistakes on our own and learn from them. And so, that's yeah, awesome, he's, man. he's one of the guys that he's definitely one of the best on the team for sure, man, that is,
0: that's crazy that a guy can come down from somewhere like that where the fishing is totally different of course, he might have an advantage these last few days. He's used to this cold water fish, yeah. So it yeah, might be sure. right we up his alley. Earlier today,
2: oh yeah, we were talking about that. I was like, I don't like it when I can't feel my my hands, and he was like, oh, this is nothing. Yeah, we ice fish back home. <laughs> I was going to say, it's
0: ice fishing there? Well, man, tell me what yes, what sir, was yeah. y'all's what was the approach in uh Kind of where? What were y'all doing to catch fish? How were you locating them? All that kind of stuff. Um,
2: so we were just basically going into the tournament. We knew that you follow. We're kind of in between a winter and pre-spawn transition right now. So a lot of these fish are moving. You know, majority of the fish are going to be in deeper water right now, suspended on bait. But one of the things is a whole pop population of bass in the lake don't spawn at the same time. So there's a lot of times, especially in South Alabama, where they spawn a lot earlier than – you would think so we know like in february and stuff february march that's when the biggest spawn is going to happen when around the full moon full of new moon on a warming trend and so we knew that going into the the tournament so we started kind of back where they should be and we started working our way out so instead of like fishing deep kind of like where the majority of the fish in the lake were heading you know we were kind of fishing ahead of them and kind of working our way back out of the, you know, backwater ponds and back out out of the protected areas, kind of moving back towards the main lake and trying to intercept them on their way in. Right. Because I'd much rather find fish that were coming to me than fish that are going away from me. And even though that, you know, the majority of the populations out in the middle of the lake, spend it on bait, sometimes those are a lot harder to catch than the ones that pull up shallow.
0: Do you find that, uh, do you find a certain size fish moves up uh, maybe ahead of the others? I mean, when you're finding those first fish, like you said, you know, majority of your fish are still out in deep water. You've got some that are starting to move up into those transition areas toward the shallower water. Is it seen to be a size different? Are your bigger fish moving up first or is it your smaller fish usually that move
2: up first? It's usually your smaller buck bass that kind of pull up to, you know, make the beds and stuff. And when you really start seeing them uh, pull up shallow, it's only a matter of days before those big ones kind of pull up. That was the, kind of the situation we had during that BFL is we were catching a bunch of buck bass, one to two pounders, a lot of those, and the size just wasn't there. And then the next week, uh, in some of those same places, that's where they've caught that almost 25-pound bag of all females that, would, that were just behind them. They're just a week late. We're just really, a week late, yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, we were, we were just a week ahead of them. That's, that's the only downfall of fishing the way we did is we were just a little bit early coming into it. But, you know, the very next week, he busted that big bag. And then this past Saturday, he won the ABA Open Series. I mean, um, that's awesome.
0: And I love your approach to that, though. I mean, you know what's going to happen. You know that, that time of year is uh-huh. coming. So, hey, let's, let's get in. Let's see what's up. You know, see what's up where – we would like for them to be right now, and, and and would hope for them to be, and then we'll back out as we need to because we know if we're not here, they're going, they're going to be they're going to be moving up this direction. So I, I love that approach. Yes, sir. Yes, what sir. What were y'all? What were y'all fishing yes. with?
2: It really just depended because we were fishing. We had a, two different deals. We had a, a lot of fish in the grass. I say a lot of fish, and not a lot of fish, but the size was there. We were catching a lot of bigger fish up in the grass, swimming the jig. And a lot of, like when we were catching a lot of the buck bass and stuff, we were kind of outside of the grass, kind of in uh, little depressions and stuff, like in mouths of creeks and stuff like that, where the bass were basically just funneling bait before they went up to spawn. Uh, so we were catching them, swimming a jig, punching, you know, high and mats. And we also caught a lot of fish on a jerk bait. Did color seem to matter? It did. Uh, on, around the full moon, it seemed like a crawl color was better. When it wasn't a full moon, when we've been out there, it's been more like your standard black and blue or white-colored swim jig.
0: Yeah, I got you. Well, you know, one of the things I often wonder and and, and love to hear uh, from guys on, I mean, I'm sure you've fished Eufaula before. It's not like it was probably was not a brand-new lake Mm -hmm. to you, but it's not your home lake. And Eufaula is a big body of water. So, yes, sir. when you go into a new lake or something that you're not as familiar with, kind of how do you start? If somebody's going to go to Eufala that may not be as familiar with it, you know, what's a good starting point? I mean, do you? Does it just depend on? I mean, how how do you go about assessing a new lake? And, and yeah, so we, and what, we Do I want to be on the upper end? The
2: lower end? Do I want to be up? Yes, in, sir. We fish a lot of tournaments uh, with doing, you know, fishing for Auburn. So we're always on the road fishing these new body of waters. And some of the biggest things, just researching the lake before you get there. And a lot of times the way I approach practice is I don't have a, I don't rig up the night before the first day of practice. I go into, I go out there. I don't want to have any preconceived notions. If I have something tied on that I think they're going to bite, most of the time it's not going to happen. It's more kind of on the water feel for, for me. And I just like to – a lot of times the first day of practice, I'll just go ride around a lot. I'll go look at, like, what the lake has to offer. If it was me going to Eufaula for the first time, I would all I would say is the upper section of the lake, it has more, like, and mats, um, a lot more grass, kind of backwater ponds. You can kind of get away from the main lake. If you're a shallow water guy, then that's the place to be. Once you start headed down Lake, I would say from Kawiki Creek, where, you know, Lake Point State Park is – uh-huh. For down to the, about the bridges you start to see a lot more of your traditional like this like uh you see a lot of like coosa river type type grass like yeah water willow that type of stuff there's still some highs and mats and stuff still a good place to fish uh shallow but you also get to mix in a lot of these presentations including brush piles and standing timber and stuff and once you get further basically from the bridge to the dam it gets either just docks a little bit of grass that's the thing is, uh, I guess with the hurricane and with the water being low this year at Lakey Falls, the lower end has kind of suffered from some of that grass and it hasn't come out, back as good. I'm sure it will in this, uh, you know, in a couple months, but right now it's kind of dormant and it's not like it used to be like earlier this year before they dropped the water. Right. So basically from down there to the dam is, it's docks and brush piles. But that's the name of the game down there
0: docks and brush piles well how much do you use your electronics when you go on a lake like you follow or or you know and you can you can also take that to other lakes that you go through being part of the auburn fishing team and new lakes i mean do you that that first day of practice or are you going in and and, and doing a lot of fishing or are you doing a lot of looking and a lot of a,
2: a it lot really of just looking at electronics yeah it just depends on the time of year like if it's more like a, a shallow water event that i think i'm going to be fishing Shallow, i like to kind of go into it starting to fish but i'll have areas of the lake that i've already picked out on before i even got there that i'm going to say i'm going to commit to this, learn this creek or i'm going to learn this section of the lake or i'm going to stay on the lower end of the lake but yeah i definitely use my electronics a lot that lake master mapping by hummingbird is insane if you haven't seen it you need to basically if i'm fishing whether i'm fishing from zero foot of water to 50 foot of water that lake master mapping i'm able to like kind of just pick a section of the lake and i can you know with the depth highlight and everything i'm able to just run a pattern with that but also regardless of you know electronic brand you know they're all they're all good and uh i definitely use them to uh, as much as i possibly can because like even that you follow even though we're fishing fairly shallow what we were really looking for is just small little uh, differences in water temperature. So the main lake may be 54 and you go back into a pocket and it's 62 and they're chilling back there, you know, like that's where the fish want to be. That's where the bait wants to be. But on other lakes, I would get to start scanning, especially if you follow like the brush pile deal. After Christmas, everyone drops their Christmas trees at the lake. And that's a great time to go scan and find new piles because the better ones most of the time are the ones that are, leafy and green and produce a lot of oxygen and then just any other way it's just it's always i'm always looking for something off the bank because it seems like fishing nowadays has leaned more to offshore deal and everyone's good with their electronics now so i've kind of mixed it up with both like i'm still using my electronics even fishing shallow and i want to say this i definitely think everyone said oh the since everyone's fishing deep now shallow is about to get good again but honestly, there's so much fishing pressure shallow too. I think the best fishing in the lake in the next couple of years, with all the fishing pressure we've got, is going to be in that mid mid depth range, and that's what you is really known for is that you know five to ten foot water zone that a lot of people ignore. Yeah, one of our one of our callers on here
0: that's Clayton Batts. He's he's on here all the time with us, and man, he is yes, he is an awesome guy, and love. I mean, he's a big part of our show, and and course he's out of ufaula but that's he talks about that a lot Uh, he's mastered a lot of that lake he's mastered all that lake probably because it's his own oh yeah oh yeah he's he's
2: taking my money a time or two (laughs) a couple times he's a great dude yeah Yeah. but
0: but yeah he he, that 5 10 foot range 8 to 12 foot Mm -hmm. i mean he just he's he he masters it but you're right man that's a great point i think that so many people are fishing and they're just beating those banks, you know that the mm-hmm. the, people, the guys that really know what they're doing and can use their electronics and find those fish, you know, in that eight to fifteen foot of water, catch a lot of fish. Yes, sir.
2: Oh, I was gonna say the flip side of that is like at Lake Martin, we, we're fishing deeper than everybody else a lot of the time, and so it's just depends on the body of water, and you can find kind of find something just different than what everyone else is doing, and a lot of times it'll pay off. It'll pay off. Well,
0: man, if talking about Eufaula for this week's Eufala West Point tip of the day, what would your tip of the day be for somebody that was coming to Eufala maybe this weekend?
2: I would really just say look for the warmest water. I'd look for kind of just protected places where usually when it gets cold, like a front comes through, it's going to be typically a north to northwest wind this time of year, and that's what's going to be a cold front. So if you can find banks that are protected from that, so south-facing pockets and stuff or you know just areas that happen you know are, are protected i would really just look for those areas and start from there and, and then just work your way out man
0: that's a great tip man well this week's tip of the day for you fall on west point is brought to you by bucks island at bucks islands.com you can check out the full list of inventory from new and used bass pontoon bow rider style boats new and used motors as well as kayaks for sale they love trade-ins which provide a steady stream of used boats they can rig your boat at their 18 bay service department or ship your new motor anywhere in the united states they provide boat service on all kinds of boats even if they weren't purchased from brooks island they have factory trained and certified technicians so visit them at 4500 highway 77 Southside, alabama 35907 or give them a call at 256-442-2588 all right man so now let's transition this thing that's a great report for the Ufala, Jake so let's stay with you on this thing man and I know that your home lake is Lake Martin and I'm so glad to get to get to know you and and get you on uh, the podcast because that's that's one of the places that We've struggled. There's not a lot of people that, that we have found that guide fishing other than striped bass on Lake Martin. When you look at the state of Alabama, and we've got so many great lakes. I mean, we've got the Coosa chain, which is, you know, the the Lays and the Logans, and of course Gunnersville and Smith and Ufalla, and We've got so many good fisheries, but Lake Martin gets overlooked, I think, as a bass fish, It definitely
2: does. It definitely does.
0: It's such um, a recreational lake, and that's basically, when I it think is. of Lake Martin, I'm thinking of Chimney Rock and boats lined up everywhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I have really been looking forward to hearing, how is the bass
2: fishing on Lake Martin? It's starting to pick up out there. Martin's a little bit further up than Eufaula, so you're not really, you're still the spawns on your mind. You're you're thinking about that. That's what's going to happen the next
1: month.
2: I'm doing the same thing I'm doing at Martin or at Eufaula, but I'm working out a little bit further than I would be at Ufala. Basically, I'll start, these big largemouth, they love to the spot on sand, and anywhere I can find sand that butts up to deep water, or like a bank that kind of, they can funnel through to that sandy clean areas, is what I'm looking for this time of year. And Martin's got different types of rock in it, and obviously it's good as every other lake, but there's certain rocks that I feed in on, and uh, it just depends on the day, to which rocks I go to. So sometimes they'll be on, like, these this real dark lava rock, and sometimes they'll be on these, you know, pea gravel banks, and sometimes they'll be on these bigger size boulders, or they'll be on that bluffy-style style stuff. It just kind of depends. They, each, they use each one differently during the pre-spawn, and post-spawn, for that matter. And I'm, I'm talking about large enough. Sure. Sorry, my ear, ear pod fell out. We're talking about large enough for the most part right now. When people think of Lake Martin... Over previous years, it's usually been only large amount, like to win tournaments anyway. And that's kind of what I'm looking for. And I'm looking for a lot of those docks, too, that stick out a little bit further or the last deep water docks before it gets super shallow is what I'm really looking for out there. For spotted bass, it's been – the thing about Lake Martin is you can have 100 fish days out there pretty often. It's pretty common out there, fishing vertical, fishing deep. But what scares people about Lake Martin is just that clear water. You have Smith Lake that's pretty clear. Gunner can get clear, but Martin's pretty clear like most times of the year. You can obviously find some stained water, and obviously a lot of big, largemouth bags are caught like that. But when I look for uh, spotted bass, I'm definitely looking for clean, the clearest water I can find. I feel most confident in clean water. So yeah. you're look you're actively
0: you're looking for the clearer water to catch by
2: Yeah, I try to find the clearest water <laughs> as possible and the only reason I'm doing that is because the fish I'm fishing for, the biggest fish in the lake, largemouth and spotted bass are eating blueback herring. Mm-hmm. And those bluebacks can't survive in that super dirty
1: water.
0: You know, that's that's one of the questions I was gonna ask you. Is that I know that as far as the striped bass fishing goes, our caller that we've talked about this a lot with him as far as what that the blueback herring has done for the striped bass, and you you know you know that it's doing the same thing for the spots and the largemouth. Oh yeah, but oh yeah, ha- have you seen a no a drastic noticeable difference in not just number but size and quality of fish? Absolutely. This year was a little
2: off. But the previous year we had more big bags of spotted bass than I've ever seen in the lake before. And averaging bigger bigger than average. I think our we'd average around like two and a half pound spots down there, like like it was the Coosa River at times uh in twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen, excuse me. But this year has been a little bit off. I think we had a lot of those herring kinda of die kinda of with and they stayed or they stayed a little bit deeper there's there's a couple of different theories of what happened to the herring there's definitely herring in the lake and they're definitely going to come back they breed like crazy so they're definitely going to come back and we need them to come back or i think we should have them back it just really just changes the fishery i've definitely seen some i'll put it this way you used to never catch i don't say never but you used to almost never catch largemouth offshore and that's really brought those fish bigger largemouth been able to catch them offshore and also these big, big spotted bass offshore. I want to say one tournament we had is OGS. They're a sponsor of the Auburn team. Great organization. If you're looking for a tournament to fish on Lake Martin, OGS tournament trails. But we had one a couple of years ago. And I think it, if you had 17 pounds in the middle of September, you did not get a check. Wow. On Lake Martin. On Lake Martin. That's really the best time of year to do the herring deal when everyone's catching them there's times where people can catch high teens to low 20 pound bags of spots out there at times but this year we really did not see that some people did obviously but it wasn't like how it was it's just on every fishery we have that it sometimes you have better years than others out there you know and I think it's just we got a lot of fishing pressure after everyone saw how good it was right so i think it's just i think after this year i think we're gonna have a really good rebound of the herring and just the good fishing overall at late morning
0: are you mainly fishing and i know it's different different time of the year so this is a very Mm -hmm. broad question and i guess i'll take it back to right now what would you do uh like if you were going this weekend And then maybe more of as a general question. I honestly, I've I've always thought of Lake Martin as an offshore fishing uh, because there's not a lot of
2: grass. Uh, There's some. Yeah, there's some. You can definitely catch them out of it, but it's mm -hmm. very limited.
0: But it's very limited. So I always think of it, and, and with the clear water, I guess you know, I always think of it being more of a. Uh, a deeper water type fishery. Do you, uh, like right now, let's start there. Do you fish, you know, the shallow now, or are you kind of 10, 15, 20? I mean, what kind of depth um, are you looking at right now?
2: It just depends on the species I'm looking for. If I'm looking for largemouth, I'm definitely going to be hunting for them on the bank. And I'm going to be anywhere from, you know, bluff walls that I'm I'm sitting in, the boat sitting in 20 foot of water all the way fishing, you know, to three foot of water. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, but if I'm looking for spotted bass, I'm staying deep. And deeps a relative term. That's because, what I was going to ask you. What's deep do you on Martin? Uh, the deepest I've ever caught a fish on the bottom is 85 feet out there. It's really, really that's deep. That's deep water. And a lot of the local guys, a lot of the guys I fish against, don't fish that deep. Um, and that's really what I like to do is fish super, super deep. And I'm basically presenting my bait to fish that really don't ever see lures. But have I? Is that what I normally target? No, absolutely not. Um, Most of the fishing I like to do, um, it just it's daily. It kind of depends. And the thing you gotta realize about spotted bass too is spotted bass on herring lakes. It when there's herring in the lake, it's almost an inconvenience for the fish to spawn. And that may, that sounds crazy, but the fish that eat herring eat herring year round, and they literally just swim around. They turn into stri- they literally turn into stripers. They turn into tuna, basically. They just swim around and just eat. They don't, they're don't. they not worried about anything other, other than just eating, then feeding, feeding, feeding. And so that's what I'm looking for, number one. So a lot of times this time of year when you do have that muddy water, one of the best things I can say is if you can find a place with clean water coming in, like a creek that has clean water, like a runoff that has clean water, a lot of the times early in the morning this herring will get back there and you can catch both species. And then later throughout the day i'll follow them out i'll follow them out on my electronics and i'll basically follow the same school of fish from you know a back of a creek all the way out into the main lake fishing over the majority of the fishing we do is 60 or, 60 to 25 is our what we call is our main what we normally fish and wow. it may not be the fish that are on the bottom down there but the fish are suspended and right you know, with a lot of the forward-facing forward sonar that we have nowadays, you know, that makes things a lot easier. We're able to target that. and Sure. Some of the baits I like to use this time of year is just – I like a standard swim bait, understand. And also, I really like to throw a jerk bait. And maybe not this time of year, but um, one of the best baits for a spotted bass, especially suspended because they're always looking up, is a topwater. Uh, I was going to
0: ask you, you know, we, we talked to our guys that call in from Smith Lake. I mean, they're fishing – they're fishing in sixty foot in water with a with, a, you know, on top water, and they're watching oh, yeah. the it oh, come yeah. up from thirty feet below that. Oh yeah, oh you know, yeah. They're suspended that's at thirty, and they're coming up. They do
2: the same thing in Martin. They do, they do, and that that just all has to do with clean water, clear water, and herring. It's that's just a herring deal, and and it's it's awesome. A lot of the guys will plant brush piles or cane piles, basically just have the fish let them stop on something because sometimes they do get tired of swimming just they literally just swim and eat and sometimes they want something to stop on and they can you know if there's this piece of structure cover out there and you know sitting in 40 foot water and it comes it goes from the bottom all the way up to a foot or the surface all they got to use is uh you know their air bladder to get from the bottom to the top and eat bait and it's a crazy bite it's honestly one of my favorite deals is throwing just reaction baits for these spotted bass because Honestly, in the clear water, the less of the look they get, the better it is. Honestly, they come up and destroy whatever you're throwing, whether it be a fluke or a topwater or a oh, man. Um, big swim bait. It's awesome.
0: That'd be a fun way to fish. Well, like with your jerk baits, when you're fishing a jerk bait and it's those suspended fish in 60 foot of water and, and the fish are suspended at like 30, I mean, how, how deep are you fishing a jerk bait?
2: That all depends on line size and the hooks I put on it. It pretty much exclusively use a megabass vision one ten and that depends on the size of sometimes I go to the original and that's you know it usually dives two to four foot and then I'll go to the plus one which is probably my most used one and then sometimes I'll go to the plus two. It just really depends on what line size and what hooks. I usually like to put gamagatsu G finesse or owner. I forgot the name of them they're like the sixty 60- degree ones they're a little offset I like those a lot for spotted bass because they'll come up and nail it and sometimes they won't get a great like hook they're just trying to kill the bait and a lot of times you'll hook hook them better so sometimes I'll swap out hooks and put like one that's kind of an offset hook or EWG hook and two round bones or something you know kind of like the EWG in the middle but you know line size I, just depends because I mean I'm, I'm a big jerkbait thrower and we just got back from the Harris chain, and I even did this at follow, too. I, I was fishing my jerkbait super shallow, and I put my jerkbait on 25-pound mono so it wouldn't go deeper than a foot. And that's not – if you look in the jerkbait textbook, that's not at all in there. So right. you just kind of have to play with your line size. And then the Harris chain, I, had it, I was fishing submerged hydrilla and eelgrass last week, and my brother caught an eight-pounder on the jerkbait. And then, you know, at Lake Martin, I'm usually going to go with 12. 12 is pretty standard. 12 or 10 that's pretty standard for me it's just long cast if you do want to try to get your jerk bait a little bit deeper one of the tips that we we can kind of do now i've actually taken this from my buddy rob you know i was telling you earlier in the show from canada what they do with the small mouth is they actually throw the dirt bait on spinning rods and they're able to throw it on braid the braid's a lot thinner and it's able to get the bait down a lot deeper and we're able to use even lighter levers you know really get that bait down there yeah. and there's some there's guys that weight it and stuff. I really don't mess with that. I'll, sometimes I'll put an extra split ring or something just to get it down there a little bit deeper. So, that's so that's the line I
0: do. the line size makes that much difference with depth. I mean, if you're throwing, let's say you've got a jerk bait, you've got twenty, twenty five, you know, let's say twenty five pound test line, it's going a foot. If you put ten yeah, line, sure. if you put ten pound on it, how,
2: how deep is it yeah, going? I mean, pounds, how big a difference are we talking? If I'm throwing the the original, it's going about. It's going about five feet, five, five feet or seven. And if I'm throwing the, the plus one, I'm going about seven or eight. And that, that seven to eight range is, I've, I've honestly liked it a lot, especially like at Lake Martin when they're biting top water like that, over deep water. Sometimes they don't want to commit and sometimes they, they'll, they like that jerk a little better, especially like with boat traffic and stuff. Like we have like a lot of summer, like you're saying, oh, yeah. sometimes they won't want to come up and bust the actual surface when there's a lot of that boat traffic. And sometimes I'd be used, that's what I use is that is that jerk bait instead or a fluke or a a bullshad, a bull herring.
0: Yeah, I was just thinking, you know, uh, earlier when we were talking and first started talking about Martin, I was thinking about you out there offshore, in you know forty, fifty, sixty foot of water, boats just blasting by you constantly. That's got to be a pain in the rear. Mm-hmm. Yep,
2: yep, it is. It is. You gotta keep your head on a swivel sometimes too, especially on um, holiday weekends
0: yeah Um, that's just part
2: of it is that you got fish where the fish live and that's where they live sometimes it's good sometimes it's bad but it's all timing
0: well man it's great to hear that lake martin's doing well and and that the the herring's making that big difference and i think it does get overlooked a lot which i'm sure being your home lake you don't mind that at all because it leaves more for you no no, sure. it's good i mean man 100 fish days out there i mean
2: Right now is a great time to bring a kid. I, I got on Lake Martin and I, I honestly, my favorite trips are when I take kids out and it is insane when you get to walk, show them how a drop shot or a rig, how the fish react to it on, you know, either the forward facing sonar or the, you know, 2D, traditional 2D. I'm a, I'm a bird. You're able to just see the fish. It's video game fishing basically. and You know, it's a lot of fun. They catch one every drop. It's almost like you're fishing for snapper offshore. It's like every drop you get one. It's not always like that, but a lot of the times it is, and it can be a lot of fun. It's a great way to get kids into fishing.
0: Man, that's awesome, Jake. Well, man, if somebody's going to come to Lake Martin, what would your Kusa Talapusa tip of the day be f- for right
2: now, coming up this weekend, this time of the year? I would really just kind of keep your mind open. Right now, a lot of the tournaments on the Cusa have been win, like, kind of mixed bags and stuff, so, like, I keep your options open the same way with Lake Martin. And if you can find some good fish, some good spotted bass, you know, in that two and a half to three and a half pound range, and then go for a five or six pound largemouth bite in the afternoon, you can be very, very deadly in some, some of these local tournaments. Um, we've actually got our uh Alabama Bass Nation tournament next Sunday at Lake Martin. So we're looking forward to that one. If you're fishing that one, come see me. Come say hey.
0: Good deal, man. Well, well Jake, man, that's Good luck in the tournament next weekend, and, and good luck uh, to all the Auburn team. You guys represent them well. We've had several of the team members on now, and, and man, I'm just so impressed with not just the ability to catch fish and, and know how to do it, but y'all are all just awesome young men to talk to and very well-spoken. So uh, I appreciate you. Look, Definitely look forward to, to having you back on again uh, very soon. This week's Kusa Talapusa tip of the day is brought to you by Southeastern Pond Management. If you're fortunate enough to own a lake or a pond, then I know you want to get the most out of it as possible. We all want to manage and grow big deer on our place, so why not grow the biggest, most healthy fish possible as well? Give Norman a call at Southeastern Pond Management at 205-288-1371 or just look them up, southeasternpondmanagement.com these guys are experts and great people and would love to help you man that's awesome jake thank you so much for being on if somebody wants to come out and fish with you learn what you're doing on lake martin to catch these fish or or got a kid that just wants to be introduced and go out and, and like you said man introduce these kids to something besides a video game and actually get them out there fishing what's the best way for them to contact you
2: So I have, uh, my Instagram is Jake Maddox or J Mad Fishing. My, uh, guide service Instagram is Bassin Bros guide service. And then you can also look look us up on on the internet at www.bassinbros.com.
0: Bassinbros.com. Y'all give Jake a call and go up there to Lake Martin and and load the boat with him and, and learn what you're doing. Jake, man, thank you for being on. Look forward to talking to you again soon, buddy. I hope you'll be a regular on the show and uh looking forward to it absolutely yes sir thank you for
2: having me on
0: take care buddy talk to you next time see you thank you man what an awesome young man love having those guys on those college fishermen they they are learning so much and and got so many good fishermen around them and, and fishing man getting experience to fish all these different lakes around the country in the southeast and man what an opportunity for these guys they're all so well-spoken and knowledgeable and we just love having some of these guys on. So thanks to Jake for being on today and guys, that is going to be a wrap. I hope that it warms back up so that uh, more of us can get out and tolerate this weather. Uh, but it will, the warmer weather will be here soon. And with that, we all know the fish will be moving up. So A lot to look forward to this time of year in Alabama. That's going to be a wrap for this week's show. Please subscribe, rate, and drop us a review wherever you listen to the podcast. If you'd like us to email you the podcast, we'll do it each and every single week. All you have to do is text the word FISHING to 646 495 nine eight six seven be sure and tell some friends about us drop us a review we'll greatly appreciate it and we'll talk to y'all next week thanks this week's alabama freshwater fishing report was brought to you by great days outdoors magazine become a better southern hunter and angler and pick up your copy today wherever fine magazines are sold or save a bundle online at greatdaysoutdoors.com and brought to you by Southeastern Pond Management. If you're fortunate enough to own a lake or a pond, then I know you want to get the most out of it as possible. We all want to manage and grow big deer on our place, so why not grow the biggest, most healthy fish possible as well? Give Norman a call at Southeastern Pond Management at 205-288-1371 or just look them up, southeasternpondmanagement.com and these guys know how to grow big. And brought to you by sun south from outdoor equipment parts services accessories sun south has you covered on the best for less visit sun south or sunsouth.com for quality john deere equipment sun south for those that do and brought to you by bucks island is a family owned and operated business since 1948 at bucksislands.com you can check out the full list of inventory from new and used bass pontoon bow rider style boats new and used motors as well as kayaks for sale give them a call at 256-442-2588 and brought to you by brian sand with national land realty you already trust me with your fishing report so trust me to help you find or sell that next piece of property as well just give me a call at 601-383-2344